0: Can't help it, I fall like a Celtic. I can't help it nah, I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it, I fall like a Celtic.
1: I can't help it, I fall like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back for another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a very exciting episode for you here today. We are joined by a special guest, Mr. Zack Hockberg, owner of at the Celtics fan page on Instagram. Twenty-seven thousand followers. Uh, very excited to have him join the podcast here today. Uh, talk through what was a pretty exciting, for the most part, win against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so I'm going to start it off here and kind of kick it over to Zach. But want to hear your thoughts because we've got a we've got a lot to run through today. But we'll go very high level here. What are what are your thoughts on the Celtics? I guess come back from a lead that we should have had win today?
0: Uh, I, well, I mean, I think we played really well um, if you basically just take out the entire third quarter. Um, but you can't really do that. Um,
1: Not think, the way it works, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that third quarter has always been a really big issue for the Celtics. It's been a big issue for a couple of years. Um, I really like the way Peyton Pritchard played tonight. I think he was awesome. Jason Tatum kind of looked asleep for, like, the first half and most of the third quarter, but really turned it on in the fourth. He had, I think, 12 points in the fourth quarter. Jalen um, Brown looked good. I really liked Tristan Thompson. Yeah, uh,
1: played really well
0: tonight. Yeah, and then I'd probably like to see more minutes out of Robert Williams and less out of Daniel Tice. Um, and I was kind of surprised that Grant didn't play a lot. But yeah. I takeaways I
1: guess yeah I would say you're, you're probably spot on with the whole Grant Williams played five minutes on the night and I think a lot of that kind of and we'll dive into that in a little bit but we saw other guys kind of step in and steal some of those minutes I mean Williams got got in a little bit more uh Javante Green played for the first yeah. time this season Wow, well, I mean besides garbage time minutes towards the end of the game uh but really had an impact. And yeah. I will I I do want to dive into that in a little bit here, but I guess before we do, I want to I want to hear your thought on I guess player of the game cuz I mean for me personally I think it needs to go and I don't want to say this in the cliche way, but it goes to Tatum tonight for me. Yeah. Uh, the first the first half you're absolutely right. He did not look himself and if you look at really the the season as a whole, he is really not done much. So tonight for me, Tatum has been Tatum was that guy. Uh, we finally saw him drive to the hoop. We finally saw him attack the rim and get to the free throw line. I mean, he shot eight of ten from the free throw line today. So it's the first time this season that we really saw him, you know, be aggressive and kind of get to the get to the hole when he needs to. Uh, and yeah, I think that was huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's – the Celtics are at their best when Tatum is driving to the rim, When yeah. Tatum's being aggressive and he's kicking out to open shooters and he's facilitating and he's getting to the free throw line, that's the best the Celtics can play.
1: Yep, I definitely agree. Is that is that your player of the game as well then?
0: Uh, yeah, it's got to be. 27 points, really turned on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, play the game.
1: Okay, so – I guess to bring a, a different opinion in here, then, because I want to, I want to give Celtics fans a little bit extra. I think the next player that I'm putting at the top here is Peyton Pritchard, yeah. and I mean looking at looking at the stat sheet, not a not an overly stellar night, but what he brought to the team tonight, I think, is just it, it's a consistency that we need to see from a second unit. He ended the night with ten points, five assists. He had two, two assists that well, two not called assists because of missed shots. But he drove the lane consistently, and we haven't really seen a ton of that throughout the season. Uh, He's been a phenomenal shooter, and you saw a lot of it from the outside. But tonight, we saw a whole different dynamic, and I'm curious as to, I guess, your thought. And kind of where he fits in there, but I think what he was able to do tonight was get to the hoop with at ease, and he ended up with five assists again, could have been seven if we didn't miss shots, uh had a steal, and just played really, really well in a bench that needs consistent scoring
0: yeah, well, I mean, besides Marcus Smart in my seven years of watching the Celtics. I don't think I've ever seen a bench player play 27 minutes. Um, But yeah, he played great. He had a really nice... um, I think the Pacers made a a basket and then he just pushed up the floor and went the other way in like five seconds, got another basket. He's been great the whole year. I think his defense is super underrated. Um, Just reading my comment section, he's undersized, yeah, but I think he's a really good defender. I think he has a chance of... like When Kemba's done here, I think he has a chance of being our starting point guard.
1: I I agree and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because I actually I saw you post about it on Instagram at the Celtics fan page and I don't know if it was you that posted it or you reposted someone's tweet.
0: Yeah, that was my tweet.
1: Okay, so there you go. So about potentially moving away from the too big lineup and moving Pritchard into that starting role. And I'm curious because I I 100% agree. And I was watching the pregame today and you saw Kendrick Perkins talk about it as well. So I'm curious, I guess, what your thoughts are if we were to do that and I guess who you would see that lineup against.
0: I just don't think a too big lineup works in the NBA anymore. I think that's 2015 basketball. I think if we want to play... At a high level, we need two guards, Tatum, Brown, and a big. Preferably, Robert Williams, because I think he's the most versatile. But if it's Tristan Thompson, I'm fine with that. I don't like Tice starting. I think Thompson is better. Um, But if it was up to me, I'd probably start Robert Williams. If I had to pick a starting lineup, I'd probably go Pritchard, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Williams.
1: Okay. So, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm right there with you with the first four. I don't know. I mean, Robert Williams played excellent tonight and yeah. last game for that matter. Eight points tonight, five rebounds. Um, I think when you look at, I guess, the Celtics, I don't agree necessarily that a, a two-man lineup can't work in today's NBA But I do agree that it doesn't work all the time. I think against a team like the Pacers, it actually it it does work for a team like them because they do go out and play with Turner and Sabonis, so they have two bigs. I mean, you saw towards the end of the game they went with a small lineup, and there were four instances where you have Peyton Pritchard trying to guard Miles Turner. Like that's just—it's never going to work, right? (laughs) I mean, I, don't, I, I feel like I can't be the only one that thinks that it's not possible for a Pritchard to guard Miles Turner. Um, but I think you are right. I mean, the way the NBA is has molded over the last, let's call it, eight years, ten years almost, you've seen a huge shift into the smaller lineups. And I do think going with a, a younger, faster, more athletic starting lineup, would play a huge role in, I guess, the success here. I guess where I'm questioning the Robert Williams take is now are you going to move a guy like Tice and Thompson to a bench role? Because I think if you're looking just at defensive intellect, both of those guys are head and heels over Robert Williams. So I guess – where do you why Williams over Tice or Thompson, in your opinion?
0: I just think he's more versatile. I think, I mean, I guess he can't shoot, but I like the way he runs the floor. I think he's faster than Thompson and Tice. Um, I guess Tice is probably the best shooter out of the three. So that's probably something that he's a leg up on. But I definitely think Tice is our worst out of the three. I think Williams and Thompson are interchangeable. I guess if Brad just goes, I'll, I'll start Thompson instead of Williams, I'm not going to like, that's a dumb idea. Um, but I don't know. I think I just, I think of Robert Williams just having such a high ceiling. And I just always had that hope for him that he'd be like a dominant center in the NBA. Um, but um, I don't know. I think I just, I kind of, there's no one on the team anymore. It's not like there's Al Horford there. There's no Aaron Baines there but i think if robert williams started his growth would just go through the roof.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i mean you're de- you're definitely not wrong. Um i would say i guess for me i don't know if i'm 100% sold on williams yet and and i'll kind of i'll dive into this a little bit in i guess the bad section of today's game. Um but as far as as far as the good that he brings he does fit in really well with that starting unit because he is he is just that guy that will run the floor consistently and if you look at the rest of the starting lineup especially if you add a guy like Pritchard we're going to run the floor um so i think that is something that would be good for the team and you would see a i guess probably a huge decrease in fast break points as well just because on defense he's a guy that's going to run back consistently we saw the Celtics tonight uh i guess limit the amount of fast break points or compared to last game at least i think it was like almost like 10 fast break points less uh than last game which was one of my things to look for moving forward so it's it's things that you got to be happy about you got to be happy about seeing
0: yeah i mean i just i just think i don't know i think williams is just I've just always had this high hope, like I said, for him. And I guess he just never really had that opportunity like he has this year. Yeah. I uh, see Tice and Thompson staying with this team long term where I could see Robert Williams staying with this team long term.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I guess going back to going back to Pritchard here real quick, the other thing that I was just thrilled about was even in his mistakes like he just seems like such a confident like seasoned guy even though he's played, you know, 3 NBA games, 4 NBA games. Um even when he makes mistakes, he turns around and hustles his ass off. I mean, you saw you saw late in the game he turned the ball over uh trying to get to the lane and then he sprints back steals the ball and then gets an assist in transition. So, I mean even when he's even when he's making a mistake that potentially could have been costly cuz it was later in the game, he sprints back and and forces a turnover. And it's just it's stuff like that where he's not putting his head down and being mad at himself like a lot of rookies will do. So it's something that like you just have to see him in a, a completely different light than a lot of rookies that we've seen in the past, especially being a Boston Celtics fan.
0: Yeah, I mean I could probably talk for a few hours about how much I like Peyton Pritchard. Um I think it's probably time to start the Peyton Pritchard for rookie of the year campaign. <laughs> um, but no, he's awesome. we'll to he tonight? Two points, five resists, five rebounds. Yeah, I mean
1: Yeah. you you'll have to you'll have to follow me on Twitter, right? Posted earlier saying that he was the, the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> starting the hype trade early. Uh, I guess moving, moving towards another starter that has shown consistency throughout the season, throughout the bubble last year. I want to talk a little bit about JB tonight. Slightly different performance from him. I think offensively, he is continuing to do everything really well. Except for one thing tonight and it's something that the entire team collectively didn't do very well and it's free throws. Before we dive into I guess the negative part there, I wanna I wanna highlight a couple things though from JB. And the big thing is he is just if he if he's anywhere within ten feet of the basket, does he miss? Like does he ever miss? Within ten feet. I won't say
0: no, but I know that's not the right answer. Um, but no, he's um he's a great finisher, so athletic. Um, we've known that since he was in high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he just makes like seventy five percent of his free throws, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he ended the he ended the night twenty points, four steals, four steals. Two assists, two rebounds. So I mean, defensively, again, it's another thing that we know he's going to come to the table every single night and provide defense. Uh, but to have a, a four steal game is huge, especially in a game where you know we're coming in, we're at the the back end of a two game series here, which is still weird to say being in basketball and not baseball, but uh, it's. It's encouraging to see, and I think it, it kind of spreads throughout the team. I mean, you saw, you saw the rest of the team kind of step up their intensity. You saw Pritchard, Teague with the steal, Tatum ended with three, Smart doing his normal Marcus Smart things with another steal and a block. So it, I think it all stems from a core on the defensive end in Tatum, Smart, and Brown. Uh, so it was another, another really solid, solid consistent night from uh, Jalen Brown here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would trust him to guard basically any player in the league at this point. Um, I think he can guard basically one through four. Probably couldn't guard a dominant big. But yeah. anyone that I would trust him to guard, Giannis, LeBron, probably AD, Luka, any of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, I guess diving into, we've talked about Robert Williams a little bit. Uh, I guess want to talk about the other two bigs here. Uh, Thompson, I think played unbelievable. If we can get him consistently to average that 14 and 10 again, I don't know if that's fair. I mean, with his, with his skill, with his size, with his veteran leadership, I think it is possible But 14-10 and tonight, and he really bodied up Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis went off for what? I think it was 25 points last game, ended the night with 14 tonight. He only took 12 shots. So, I mean, I think he played a a huge role in that, and I I think Tice did as well. But I want to hear, I guess, your thoughts on Thompson and Tice and, I guess, where you see them fitting in right now and, I guess, if you continue to see – both of those guys make strides. Do you see potentially less time for a guy like Time Lord, even though he has that promise?
0: Um, I really like Thompson. I was kind of surprised how well he plays defense. Just took his first four games. I wasn't expecting all of that. Um, I think it's kind of unfair to expect 14 and 10 from him every night, but maybe not the rebounds, but I don't think he's going to put a 14 in game. Um, he played really well tonight, 5 or 7 from the field. Yeah. All the throws. Yeah. I he's just been awesome all four games. Yeah. And that Tice, I mean I his role in my head is kinda it's just been dwindling. Um I think he's better serving as our third center. Um what was he tonight? Four points, two for eight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like him on the offensive end. I don't think he can match up with these dominant centers like I don't know, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin any of those guys. He's not going to guard Giannis effectively. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like him in our second or first or second starting center type role anymore. He was good last year. He was fine. He was serviceable. Obviously, I don't, I wouldn't call him good. I think he was average, above average. Um, but if we end up trading him at the deadline, I'm fine with that.
1: Okay. So I'm curious then. I mean, you see Ty stretch the lineup stretch the floor a little bit. I mean, granted, tonight didn't hit any of his two threes. A lot of guys are – Tice is a hit-or-miss guy if you're talking to any Celtics fan. You either either love him or you hate him. And a lot of people love the fact that he can stretch the floor. A lot of people hate the fact that he's taking threes when he shouldn't be. Uh, So it sounds like you're on the fence of – not really a huge fan, could deal without?
0: I think we can deal without him. I'm fine with him shooting. I think he's an okay shooter for a big. I'd rather him take threes than Williams or Thompson. Um, But fair, fair. I know, I just don't like him on the defensive end. I think he's a little too small to be guarding these. I don't think he matches up well with Miles Turner. He's not going to match up well with Bam. I think he'll just get abused on the defensive end, and I think that's where we can use Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams more.
1: All right, that's fair. Well, I guess my highlight of the my highlight of the game from Tyce was the give and go from him to Thompson for an awesome dunk. You don't you don't really see a four and five running a pick and roll very yeah. often, so that for me was fun to watch. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, the other um thing he's he's a good ball handler. I guess I'll give that to him. He's probably our best. Big that can handle the ball. Um, Yeah, I think he's.
1: I think another thing that he brings to the team though is you know uh, he he views the floor well. He's not a guy that's gonna panic when he gets the ball. Like he sees everyone and can facilitate when he gets the ball. I mean, it's not something you see every night, but he is very capable of putting up a five six assist game. We've seen it before, Um, so he can pass. Out of pick and rolls, while well. he can pass out of just he can pass, which is something that I enjoy watching from him. Um, I guess the last the last guy that I really want to touch on is Javante Green. We've talked about pretty much everyone on the team except for maybe Grant Williams that has played tonight. I don't think we need to talk too much about Grant because he didn't have a. Didn't have a crazy good game or didn't really do much for that matter. Um, but I want to talk about Javante Green because he was a guy that we saw a lot in the preseason. Well, maybe not a lot as far as minutes go, but he started both games, looked like he was playing pretty well with the starting lineup, and then just, I guess, became a ghost in the first three games. Didn't play, didn't, I mean, he got some couple minutes in garbage time, but tonight you saw him get out. And get decent minutes. Got 21 minutes, solid for a bench player, and he looked really, really strong. He was very aggressive, uh, and then he just—he's another guy like Robert Williams, where he just runs in transition. And he ended up hitting a—he he hit a three in transition. Had a couple other really nice drives. So it's—he's a guy that looked and played really well tonight. Uh, but it's just something we haven't seen consistently throughout the season so far. So I guess, do you see him kind of taking that leap and continuing to get time with this either first or second unit here?
0: I mean, I'm not going to, I don't expect him to go out and play 20 minutes a night. Um, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I think he fits well at our 9 or 10 spot. If he can play like, 12 to 15 minutes a night at the most. I absolutely love his athleticism. I think he can jump out of the gym. That's a given. Um, if he could develop a shot more, I think he could be a very solid bench player on this team. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was this, year two for him? Year three? Something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he can just continue developing a shot, you know, he has a spot on this team, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think every – game it's a situational thing it depends on the matchups and everything but he's a guy where I would I would like to see him somewhere around 15 minutes a game I mean you look at you look at Teague and honestly I'm not going to talk about him in the good part of this podcast I'm going to save that for a little bit when we switch to the the things that need improvement Uh, but you see Teague consistently get more minutes and he played great in the preseason, but hasn't really done much so far. I think Javante Green provides a a different spark, similar to Robert Williams, that I would like to see a little bit more of moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't see him ever being like a consistent starter on this team. But if he can play, yeah, like you said, fifteen minute, ten, fifteen minutes a game, coming off like third or fourth off our bench, he that's a really solid role
1: for him, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a minute to go through the back half of the podcast talking about really the negatives of today's game and where we need to see some improvements moving forward. We'll be right back. All right, guys, time for my new favorite sponsor, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one on one coaching where they build macro based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Greens Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Greens nutrition products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off your order. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we are back. Uh, go through the the negative parts of today's game. I uh, want to talk about some improvements as well. Once again, if you're tuning in midway through here, we are uh, we have a very special guest here, Zach Hockberg, uh, owner of the C- at Celtics fan page on Instagram or at the Celtics fan page on Instagram. Uh, Twenty-seven thousand followers. If you are not following him, please go and do yourself a favor. Uh, follow for all the updated updated Celtics news here. Uh, But want to want to dive in here and talk about some of the negatives of today's game. And Zach, I'll I'll, one of the big things for me was missed free throws. And it's not just JB, which we talked about, but we ended the game with 10 free throws. I guess if you're looking across the league and I guess even historically at the Celtics, like 70 percent isn't really going to do it in a lot of cases. If you look at even last year, we ended the year, I believe, closer to 80-82. So it's something that needs to improve. And when you see it from a guy like JB who has been nothing but consistent uh, as far as his shot selection, shots go, is that concerning? Or is it just, are you just going to chalk it up as early in the season, got to get used to it?
0: For Jalen, free throws have always been an issue. Um, Basically, since he's been in the league, he's never shot free throws well. I'm pretty sure he's under 70% for his career. Um, It's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, he'll never make an all-star game or he'll never be a superstar because he can't make free throws. Um, Obviously, if he can start hitting them more, I'm not going to complain. Just overall, as a team, I think we're really missing – Kemba and Brad Wanamaker who were two excellent uh, free throw shooters last year for us Yeah, I think Brad was the best free throw shooter in the league uh, which is kind (laughs) of crazy especially if we're talking about Brad Wanamaker (laughs) um, the best in the league is something but um, yeah I mean I think overall I'm fine as long as Tatum's hitting around 80% of his free throws I'm not going to expect you know Tice to start knocking down all of his free throws or Robert Williams or anything like that. Free throws aren't something that I'm like super concerned about, but if we can bump it up a little bit, it can't hurt.
1: Yeah. So one of the one of the things that we saw a slight improvement from last game uh, was turnovers tonight, and again, you, you never want to end the game with you know double digit turnovers anyway, but it's going to happen. Uh, tonight we ended the game. With 14. So overall not terrible. The points off turnovers, 21. So again, there's still a big area of improvement there. I think when you look at Tatum as a whole, he needs to be better. I mean, he's the the guy that's going to have the ball in his hand a lot of the night. Because he's the alpha on the team. He had four turnovers again tonight, and I believe it was five last game. So he's the guy that, for me, needs to be more consistent. One of them was just careless, too. Like, Tice screened him, and Tatum just completely misread where Tice was going and just threw the ball to nobody. Um, So that's one of the things that, for me, I think really needs to – really needs to change, and it needs to change fast, in my opinion.
0: I mean, he's always had an issue with kind of taking care of the ball, and that's always been his biggest issue, in my opinion, is being able to take care of the ball, especially when he drives to the rim. I remember a lot his first year, he'd always get stripped when he'd go up for the winters. Getting all bundled up for winter is just half the battle. Don't forget these items to keep your home just,
1: warm this year.
0: He can just take care of the ball more, maybe two turnovers a night, just limit that. And it's not always how many turnovers he has. It seems like when he does turn over, he struggles to get back on defense. And he struggles to kinda of, it seems like he's kinda of lackluster about it. That's kinda of my biggest deal with him. But other than that, he's a great player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um We've got to talk about the biggest issue that we've had in the last three, four seasons. And it's third quarter inefficiencies. What are you chalking it up to?
0: I don't even know if there's something you can chalk it up to. I don't think I've ever seen an NBA team consistently struggle so much out of halftime. And I don't know if that's just because they go into halftime and just lose all their momentum. And then – because they – for some reason – they seem to start kind of slow, too. So I don't know if that's just because they just start slow for every half. But there's – I don't know. There's nothing I can be like, oh, well, here's an excuse for this and here's, like, why this happens. It just happens. And I think we've come to the fact that if the Celtics have a double-digit lead or even any sort of lead at halftime,
1: it's they're not going safe.
0: to find a way to be down 10 at some point in the third quarter. It's it's crazy. <laughs> And there's nothing that could can be like, well, maybe if they just did this differently. They're just a bad third-quarter team, and I think I've come to the fact that I'm going to have to accept that.
1: I just – it confuses me so much because you look at them play in the fourth quarter tonight, and they went on runs where the Pacers didn't score for three or four minutes. And they outscored the Pacers tonight 33-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Like we had a lead at halftime. Granted, I wasn't a ton. We got outscored by twelve in the third quarter. Like I just, I don't understand how that, how they just can't figure it out. You would think a lot of that comes down to coaching. And I know every, all Celtics fans all over the place, and I'm sure you see a lot of this on your Instagram page, but. Celtics fans are all over Brad Stevens and I'm really not on that side where I'm putting a lot of stock in bad Brad being a bad coach. I still think he's a good solid coach for this team, but is can you see that being part of a Brad problem and not keeping their minds right in the locker room?
0: I don't know. Like I don't have an answer for why they're such a bad third quarter team. Like I think Brad's an awesome coach. I don't think you can. I think he's a good, like a very good coach. I don't think you can just magically wake up and coach a team to, you know, a top ten both on the offensive and defensive side, just because you have good players. I don't think it just works like that, unless you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Stephen Curry all on the same team. But. You know, I think he's a great coach. I just I don't know. I, I think we what are we down? Ten after the third quarter and within two minutes of the start of the fourth quarter we had it back down to three.
1: It's, it's crazy. So strange. It's crazy.
0: How it makes
1: sweating. it makes no sense. It really does. It makes no sense.
0: And it's not even that it's just like the first five minutes that's so like we go into the halftime and then we get cold and then we, it like takes us a little bit to warm up. It is the entire quarter and then it becomes the fourth quarter and they become the Celtics again. It's so strange and it happens at least 60% of their games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always play three quarters well, play one quarter bad. It doesn't really matter which one is which. Most of the time it is the third quarter. I believe it was the the Bucks game where it was actually the opposite. It was the first three quarters were solid, and the fourth quarter is bad. Yeah. Um, but it's always it always seems to be one quarter where, and it's it's not just, it's not just losing a quarter because I get it like that can happen like you can lose a quarter by a couple points. We technically we lost the second quarter by four, but it's those ten plus digit deficits that are gonna kill a team. And it's something that they need to they need to figure out, so I guess we'll we'll chalk that up as kind of a myth of something that we don't really know how we're gonna fix it, but it needs to be fixed. but if you look at the rest of the season moving forward, what are some of the things that the Celtics need to do to i guess really bring them back into you know a three or four seed contention because a lot of people have already lost faith in the fact that we've played three games uh, and some I saw a couple of people posting today that we were going to be a seven or an eight seed which I think is crazy considering the talent but in order to stay on stay on par and get back to like that two three four seed what are some of the things that you think we need to change and improve on uh three seed
0: I think we are the third best team in the east I think it's in terms of just record-wise, I think the Bucks would probably be first. For some reason, they're always just a really good regular season team, and then just get kicked out of the playoffs in the second round. Um, probably the Nets after them, and then I'll say us. Sixers, maybe. Raptors. No, I forgot about the Heat. So I'll probably go he- Sixers, Heat, Raptors, and then whoever after that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just keeping pace with just everyone else in a very competitive Eastern Conference. I'll say health because I think I think I don't know if we can stay as a third seed. I think I think this year we'll be prioritizing health over you know just gunning for wins, especially if there aren't going to be fans in the arena and home court advantage does not matter. Yeah, um, I think as long as we're you know not playing the Bucks or the Nets in the first round of the playoffs, I think we'll be fine with that. Um, but you know, health managing turnovers, like we talked about, like just right now, eliminating long runs, you know, being able to sustain huge leads so that, you know, Jason Tatum doesn't have to play 40 minutes a night because we were up 20 and then he had to come back in and save us from blowing a 30 point lead. Um, but yeah, you know, getting Kemba Walker back will be huge just in terms of our death, depth um i guess figuring out everyone's roles especially how our big man rotation sort of works out um this you know that's about it i think
1: yeah yeah i mean for me i would say the the big things that i guess need to improve or even just stay consistent uh one i think a huge thing that the Celtics are going to need to rely on is the guard play. And that goes a lot on from the looks of it, Peyton Pritchard and Marcus smart shoulders. Doesn't we really need Teague to show up and be a veteran in the locker room and continue to play well or not continue to play well, but start to play well. Uh, Because I think it's, I think it's super important. Like you said, to have a healthy Kemba, And in order for him to, I guess, become healthy and not rush back, I think we're going to need those guys to really step up and not put pressure on his comeback. Um, I'd say the, the next big thing is trying to limit the amount of lapses in defensive judgment. And I think a lot of that goes to... You know the third quarter inefficiencies. Like we're, we need, we need to change that. Like we're we're a really really good team, and we've shown it in stretches. But we need to become more consistent on that. I think a lot of it starts on the defensive end. A lot of it does stem from turnovers too. But I mean, at the end of the day, even if you're turning the ball over, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to let the other team score. Uh, I think we need to be better running the floor and and stopping a lot of those fast break points so i mean those are those are really my big two uh I would say the third one is jason Tatum being more consistent getting to the line i i have i have zero concerns whatsoever for Jalen Brown I think he is one of the most consistent players that we've had on the team in a very long time. Uh, And I have zero doubts that he's going to continue to put up 20-plus points, play great defense, and not have a crazy amount of inefficient scoring nights or even just inefficiencies in general as far as turnovers go. But we need Jason Tatum to play the way he did tonight. Like, we can't have the first three games where he didn't get to the free throw line almost ever. He got to the free throw line four times in the first three games. Two of them were because Jalen Brown led him into a fast break and he got fouled on the fast break. So I loved what I saw tonight with him getting to the hoop, Getting to the line 10 times. I think we need that consistency in order for the Celtics to solidify themselves as, you know, a top top four, I would say, seed. I completely agree with you. I think we need to be really in a a three to four seed, avoid a first-round meetup with the Bucks uh, or the Nets for that matter. They're both phenomenal teams. So whatever we can do to avoid that, I think, is huge. So those are really my my top three things that I'm looking to avoid here and improve on moving forward for the rest of the season. I guess okay. any anything else on your end? I mean, any last-second overall thoughts here?
0: Um, I think this team is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. I think people overreacted um to the first Indiana loss. I feel like a lot of Celtics fans sort of think that our world is ending every single time we lose it's crazy because it puts so much pressure on the players. Um but other than that, I mean I think we just need to like take a deep breath and realize that this is regular season basketball and it's not a big deal if they drop two games in a row. Especially when it's the first four or five games of the season <laughs> yeah, We're yep. playing arguably two of the top or we played three of the top five or six teams in the eastern conference
1: yep i agree i agree all right well zach it's been awesome i appreciate you hopping on the podcast here today uh for all of my listeners out there uh again make sure to go follow them on instagram at the celtics fan page uh You'll get all of the breaking news, every news topic possible coming from this guy over here. Uh, Once again, Zach, really appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, Again, for all of you people listening, make sure to rate, review, follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Appreciate you hopping on the podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic I can't help it, nah I can't help it, now nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic